Welcome to the Medicaid Me Podcast. We have extended our app into a media platform that highlights who we are. With informative guests and a focus on industry breakthroughs, our goal is to educate and bring awareness to the many present and future medical evolutionary breakthroughs in our world. Stay tuned. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to the Medicaid Me Podcast. We are uh, trying a little something different this time around. Um, a little more intimate. Sorry about the knees to knees. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a little bit bigger in here. So. <laughs> My bad. So uh, Frank is uh, comfortable with that, I think. So it's uh, it's okay. But uh, today with us, we have a great guest. Uh, we have uh, Frank uh, from Liberty CBD International. And... Um, He's uh, owner and operator uh, here in Philadelphia, actually. So um, he uh, actually gave me a really cool gift. Uh, this is one of the things that they actually carry is uh, the hemp dog treats. This is really cool. Uh, they have a whole different variety of them. Uh, they have uh, some chewy ones, too, uh, the the calming ones as well. So uh, you can check out their site as well. But uh, without further ado, whoa, shaking the... Camera. Without further ado, please welcome Frank. What's going on, Frank? How are you? How are you making out? It's good uh, to be back. It's been yeah, a little while. I know. I feel like every time we do a podcast, we always say it's been a while. It because ha- yeah. you know what? It's always been a while. We always have our our busy lives, and of course, uh, we would all love to be doing what we love to do for a living. But uh, we have day jobs, so unfortunately, uh, those things kind of get in the way. You know, and time constraints. There's never enough time. <laughs> yeah, really not. exactly. So. Uh, what what is what is Liberty CBD? Uh, what what do you what do you do for what do you provide as a company? So uh, I guess for the past it's been about two years full time in Philly. We've just been trying to provide uh, a full range of CBD products, hemp products from <clears throat> from good sources, from good products at reasonable prices. Um, you know, try to do a lot of wholesale distribution because I have a lot of people that are on fixed income. Uh, so I try to do the the most as far as that to try to get just a full range of people, like you said, dog treats for yeah. people that have really hyper dogs, but then they go to the vet and they want to, you know, give you Xanax and stuff for your dogs and pay for those prescriptions and also try to give some sort of alternative options too. <clears throat> but really it's about knowing the companies, knowing the people that are making the products, where they're coming from, where they're sourced from. So people are getting a good alternative source you know that's that's as the years have progressed and more companies come along and there's a lot more companies that are white labeling stuff and calling it their own stuff i feel like it's more important now to really try to be that not really be a middleman but kind of be an interpreter for people like what are they looking at what are some of the things like the additives where is it from what does it mean what are some of the effects that it can have on people and animals and all this information is important and that's really like what we do you know what i mean yeah i think i guess that's something you pride yourself on by providing something that's good quality you you do or you have done your own deep research as to what products you decide to carry you're not just grabbing anything from china or any any anywhere and we're not just saying are all cbd products actually from china bad do you know 
Um, I know that's just China's used as a, like the, a big like uh, example I mean, as they, they provide use, the worst. They use China and India as a really big example, and the most important reason behind that is you know not everything from China is bad. I mean, we get tons of stuff from China. Of so course, it's really yeah. not like China is bad, right? And we sent a lot of their manufacturing there, so it's a lot of our fault. Sure, but the important thing to realize is uh, hemp, especially, draws everything out of the soil that's true you know what i mean and that's the best quality of hemp because it, it's really good for farmers so they can if you have a dead field you can completely revitalize it if you've been dumping waste chemicals on it or anything like mm-hmm. that it'll draw all of those things out arsenic and everything uh, but the problem is is especially in areas where it's like china and india where it is you know highly <clears throat> chemicalized soil they have high amounts of arsenic and manganese and stuff like that, and hemp draws that out. So it's like if we're then taking that and breaking it down and turning and concentrating it, into oil. Yeah. it, you know, you're gonna have more trace elements of that stuff. So it really becomes important of you know where is your soil grown? Is it at an organic farm? Yeah. You know what is their testing? <clears throat> you know because you can get a test and you can only say that. You know, there's only so much in my in my water or anything like that in my food, but you can only test for certain things too. So say if you're doing a five panel test or a ten panel test or a twenty panel test, that's the thing that makes a difference too. That if there's a hemp company or a CBD company, no matter where they are, uh, America, Canada, South America, Switzerland, Australia, India, China. You know, it's really important to read the lab results, interpret the lab results. And sometimes that's difficult because not everyone understands chemistry. Right. You know, but it's important <laughs> yeah. to know someone that does exactly. and be like, hey, what do what do these test? Or, you know, go further, do your own testing. And, you know what I mean? And really check your products. Don't just grab something because someone sends you samples and distribute it. And that's the same way we could actually say for the same thing that goes for cannabis, for medical cannabis products as well. Where's your cannabis coming from? Do you realize that if that, you know, flower was used, uh, or I'm sorry, that flower was grown with pesticides uh, or any sort of uh, chemicals that are very harmful for you, and they then they then you either smoke it by when it's flower, that's bad enough, or if you concentrate it, just it. think what you're doing, just like what you're saying when you're concentrating the hemp, mm-hmm. and you know the, it's great that what hemp does is pull draw all the chemicals out, but you don't want to turn that now into oil uh, for medicine. You don't want to no. do that. Uh, I don't. You could still repurpose it. Yeah, I mean, um, you could use hemp crete. You could turn it into paper. Exactly. You could yeah. use it for fibers. You could use hemp herds and stuff like that. But for eating and smoking or using as a medicinal product, yeah, that no. should be a, 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 a no. <laughs> you know, no contest. And the right problem there. <laughs> is, is um, because it's not widely, it's not worldwide accepted as a medicine. So you don't have standards as what would. You know, you're only going on someone's word is what is pharmaceutical grade, what is medical grade, what is, you know, bulk grade hemp and CBD products and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it can, it gets really confusing. Where do you, where do you uh, mainly uh, gather your products from? Where do you? I mean, well, I mean, I deal with like 26 companies and they're really all oh, over wow. the world. That many. Okay. Yeah. So uh, is there a, a lot of specific region? Like, um, there's a lot. It really depends on what your products are and what their need is. So for things like um, fibers and hemp seeds, I tend to go to Australia or South America. Okay. 
Um, so it's like you have a change as the equatorial line as you go down mm. and as you go up, you start changing stuff. So like um, for like really high grade CBD, like because you can get stuff at like 100.5%, 101% CBD and stuff like that. But that's really going to be from like France, Italy, Switzerland and that kind of area. So it's like, you know, if you're getting like isolates or... Um, some of like the beauty products or like the really strong concentrated stuff, it's usually coming from somewhere in there in Eastern Europe. Okay. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. Um, now, actually, I, I heard that uh, here in, in America with with hemp, uh, what is mostly legal to use for consumption is not is only the stock. In the United States, it's really complicated with hemp. So the only the only state that's allowed to actually like sell CBD oils or hemp products or anything like that is Colorado. Everyone else is supposed to be under a pilot program. So during a pilot program, all your seeds are not allowed to be turned into cold pressed oil or, or anything like that. They have to be grown for stock. Uh. So you have to take your seeds for next year, and it's all part of the genetics because we don't have American genetics. Uh. So we've purchased seeds from Canada, China. China is the number one that we bought our seeds from. So most of the hemp in the United States is Chinese seeds. It's been grown for several generations and for a while, so it's technically American hemp, but that's where it came from. You know, it was it was one of the main places where they had it, and their genetics fit with what we need. So, um, you know, like you said, some companies can only use stock. Some of the things, like, you could use some materials as hemp herd, but a lot of companies in the United States, whether you're a hemp farm or not, you're buying your CBD right. or hemp oil from somewhere else. So mostly I don't, I don't deal with any company in the United States that is saying... That they are a farm and that they are manufacturing it. This is 100% illegal. Um, it's it's only illegal from the purpose of an agricultural product. Mm. So it would be like if I was growing some fruit from that's not allowed in the United States and selling it and shipping it. You know what I mean? Like USDA or anything like that. Anything that we ship across state lines becomes a federal issue. Sure. You know? And you have to follow all the different laws according to that. Right. So if I had, you know, I have stores, I have doctors that carry stuff, and, and just regular patients. So I have to be careful. You know, I do that research as well. Are they sourcing it from a legal source? Do they have their certificate mm -hmm. of analysis? Do <coughs> they have all their proper importation documents that, you know, they are getting it from this source, this is what the testing is, and this is the product that they're turning into, to try to avoid those problems un until they get levied out. Right. But until that happens, you know, if you're in the state and you're a hemp farm, technically you'd be able to sell stuff within that state. Right, okay. So um, if there was a farm in in Pennsylvania then you could sell within Pennsylvania. Sure. Yeah, there I mean now there is. There are some that mm -hmm. you know we just uh, the first ones were harvested uh this year which was pretty awesome. I got to see Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't get part a of that. To go. I got to see at least the chop down. I didn't get to see the collected collection period or well, the when they made time. the TPs and all that stuff, you know. Yeah. Um but uh, that was that was actually really cool to see when I drove up to Bethlehem. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm glad that Pennsylvania's Given it got that put that's that what got that push and CBD. got and got got that right back to grow at least for industrial purposes. Yeah. Um, 
you know, we can get back out of that. We can back out of the mentality. You know, we don't have to worry about paper companies. Don't have to worry anymore. If hemp is a billion dollar industry, they don't need to worry about that stuff anymore. So, you know, that that's what's, what's really scary is though, obviously we just heard the, the other day, the federal government decided to now take CBD and do well with it. Just make it more legal. I don't even know contradict themselves i don't even it doesn't make any sense it's so strange that you can have it's protected by the 1974 hemp industrial act i haven't seen anyone produce any law or any legislation and don't people vote on those things too i thought i thought you can vote on it but i guess what the they can just well you can just do i guess they can make a recommendation but then it's like it was on the same week when this other company figured out that they like had completely formulated CBD. But Sativex, Marinol, I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of patients on Marinol across the country. So it's like why we're still having this conversation, why we're having this battle, I don't know. I think it's just big money versus small money and, and old corporations yeah. not willing to embrace you know, or change. You know, because they're spending billions of dollars every year researching new drugs, and then all of a sudden cannabis comes on. We're like, hey, you can grow it in your house, and I can grow it. They don't want that stuff. Wait, 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 hold the horses. You can't just make these pills in your home. You need us. But it, you know, from, I understand from their mindset, from a clinical mindset, from a medical mindset, from a chemistry, you know, like, people just making stuff at their house, but it's like, hey, bro, we've been doing that hundreds of thousands of years it's like your 10th generation yeah. great grandpa you know what he did he took some bark and boiled some water and made a salve to put it on his leg when he cut himself yeah you know I, what i mean yeah. it was it was like human improvisation is what created the industry that they dominate now and they're not willing to to give back to that and it's like there's a lot of people that yeah. i mean just opiates as an example but it's like I'm so tired of using that as an example because it's like there's tons of people that Wait. don't use opiates. I have tons of fibromyalgia patients and stuff like and chronic pain patients that don't use that because they don't want to have the issues. Yep. But then they have no options for pain. So it's like what are they supposed to do? Eat ibuprofen until their kidneys fail. Right. No. So it's like why the FDA it's to scare people. It's a scare tactic. It's to intimidate people, you know, because the second that happened, there was a dozen companies that closed shop just by intimidation. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I figured would, would happen. And it's almost like they have, probably have a smile on their face with that kind of shit. Like, ah, look what we just did. Yes. Oh, you know, maybe gotcha. we can do we more. We didn't even have to do anything. You know, but it, se- it seems as though, as, uh, as far as everything else is concerned, it seems as though Jeff Sessions seemed to be cooling down a little bit. He almost seemed to be like, you know what, for now, I guess I'll just... I guess I'll just let the states deal with it. It's because there's so much backlash. So it's almost like he doesn't want to hear about it anymore. Yeah, definitely, for sure. This is the most back, like pushback he's ever gotten in his entire life about yeah. cannabis. You know what I mean? You know, I mean, he's you like, geez, why is everybody so like pushy about this? You have more than 50% of the country oh screaming about yeah. that they want this. You have patients. You have, pa- you, know, you have parents for their children that can't even speak. Then know that when they give their child cannabis oil and stop and the seizures stop. I mean, the sad part is, is there's people Parkinson's. now that are fighting for stuff, yeah, knowing that they're going to die, never being able to get the proper medication, just hoping that the, it'll carry on to the next generation. 
And here we are, this started in the 60s. So here we are, 50, 60 years later, having the same discussions, the same arguments, and we're just hoping for things to change. And just with like, awesome technology now to broadcast it everywhere. And that's why we're not shutting up, because it's just the domino effect. There's more of us, there's more than just you and I uh, that have a voice about this. You know what I mean? And that's great. I'm glad that you have a passion like that. You're not just getting on... The uh, what are the, what do they call them? The, the green, the green. Uh, uh, yeah, the green train. The green train, or whatever yeah, it is. You know what I mean? The green rush. The green rush. That. Yeah, yeah, there you go. The green rush. Oh my god, it's that's not what we're even here for at Medicate Me. We're here to offer a few things. We're offering a platform right now with for the podcast. You know, we want businesses like you and people like you with the same mindset and and the passions that. We all and other companies and, and people you know in the community here locally have. Exactly. You know what I mean? So uh, just like tonight, we're, at, we're, we're going to be gathering at Connie's Rick Rack, you know, uh, for a new South, the new South Philly Normal chapter just started. And nice. there's a cool variety show happening. And, you know, it's going to be going to be pretty cool. Good, great yeah. time just to kind of meet and greet and have a great time, see everybody. Um, but, you know, it's that's that's the thing. We need more people with the passion and that mindset. And that's the thing and then with medicaid me we also offer the app for you to track your your medications to your your you know your your symptoms you know and and i really i continue to say i think it's such a great idea but i think it's such a good idea you know it's like in the 1920s they're talking about flying to the moon and we're like that's a great idea i don't know how to you you know what i mean it's like it's such a good idea people don't even understand how to embrace it and it's like you know, because people are are so stuck in the underground of it. No matter what, until yeah. every state is legal, until you see it everywhere, until a generation of people that have all these illusions about cannabis, until they're gone, we're still going to have people that are like, well, I'm afraid to track my information on my cannabis. And it's like, well, you know what time you take your medications and stuff like that. Like, it should be treated the same. You know, it really should. If yeah. if anything, this will more even give so, you a push now. You get a push notification like, "Hey, rate your symptoms too." You know, it'll ask you to rate the medication, how it worked for your your symptom, why you treated, and yeah. and then if it, it you know for some reason you need more, you still you still re-rate your the symptom itself, and then carry on. You medicate again. You say, "I just medicated again." Remind me in an hour. Remind me in two hours. Remind me in ten minutes. You like. Remind but, me tomorrow, so or I'll, you or can you can take trends, as needed, even too. if you can see trends that you wouldn't even normally see. You know, no one tracks their day every day. Or nope. It's like, oh, my pain seems to be the worst between 10 and 3 p.m. I wonder why, or what can I do? Should I, How can I medicate <laughs> around those times to make it best to fit for me so I'm not dealing with pain? So then it's not like, you know, you're, you're doing less milligrams <clears throat> more often but in the long run, you're saving yourself. You're having less pain, and you're helping conserve things. You know exactly what strains are working for what. Yeah, I just think it's a great tool. Yeah, you really just got to you know just work with it, and then once you once you build your you know once you build your medicine cabinet, you're you're on your way, man. And yeah. thank you for uh, backing it. You know, I, we really really appreciate it. We yeah. hope it actually starts helping a lot of people. You know, um, and I think it, I think it really can. Yeah. Um. So what what do you see next in in your future, what do you what do you want to do with Liberty? I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on in the industry. Um, Pennsylvania has a lot of interesting laws. And we were talking earlier too. I don't want to forget. 
we were talking earlier about you want to extend your education. Yeah. Well, so. yeah, I definitely want to go. Um, I'm planning to attend PCOM for a doctor in osteopathic medicine to really um, take my experience from cannabis and really try to apply that, you know, in a doctor's field, in the medical field, to, like, really understand how everything works um, and to really try to transfer a lot of things that, you know, like, we take for granted. Like, you know what I mean? I've been a medical patient for, like, a decade, so there's a lot of things that I take for granted that Mm -hmm. I don't realize that I think is really important that, you know, to learn that and really understand, you know, where people are coming from milligram dosing you know interactions just in what you eat and what you do but um with that i'm hoping to really try to cement liberty cbd in the medical cannabis industry in pennsylvania um especially through like sensi magazine um uh, oh, nice. okay. like you know we're working in philadelphia and pittsburgh and stuff like that and the sensi nights are local businesses that get together and, you know, through that network, trying to, it's really interesting in Pennsylvania. So the growers and manufacturers, they grow and manufacture everything and distribute to the dispensaries. Right? Okay. But the growers and manufacturers also have to carry everything that the dispensary sells in there, no matter what it is, if it's T-shirts, if it's papers, if it's CBD, no matter what it is, they have to get it through the grower distributor. Wow, interesting. So, you know, there's only two of them in writing right now, and that's in the seven counties. I think there's going to be two more. Huh. So. Weird. I feel like it's really important that I try to really talk to these people and see the importance of having, like, high-quality CBD. Yeah. You know, raw natural hemp, where it comes from. It's not about the cheapest, you know. Because you're going to go into the dispensary and it's not going to be cheap. You know, it's like, so it's like... That's true. You know, if you're going to spend $60 on your cannabis, it's like, you know, why don't you put it in $3 roll natural hemp papers instead of going to get a 99 cent blunt around the corner? That's true, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's really trying to really connect it, keep it medical while we can, while it's controlled. Because once it gets recreational, it's just... There's yeah. going to be no reference points for people, you know what I mean? And people that are just getting into stuff or people that just see it as an option, <laughs> they're just lost. Yeah, they are lost, you know, and that's 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 another important thing. You know, I also learned in Maine, I, I, I spoke to somebody at a dispensary there, and um, I uh, were, was telling them about what the app can do and what, what you can do with the app and stuff like that. So, you know, mm-hmm. I gave them the, I sort of gave an admit an example of a patient coming in mm-hmm. and uh, they said that, well, on their, they're not allowed to actually put the percentage of THC or CBD or any cannabinoid or, or terpene on their package that by law, they cannot provide that on that package. They could, I think, I think they could probably provide it to you on a piece of paper that goes along with the package. Maybe, I don't know how that is. Um, but I thought that was kind of crazy you know what I mean? Um, but, uh, you know, there are, those are different states. And that's a rec, rec state now, too. You know what I mean? I mean, it is pretty amazing now that it's all, all the people that I know uh, that are just growing now because you can. 
for free, you know, just grow it for free, freely. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, and it's not very hard to get a grower license either for medical up there. Yeah, no, even in Massachusetts. It's very easy. Yeah, it's really so, easy. A lot of people that I know are doing that as well because that's what they feel like doing. Uh, whether it's for the Green Rush or not, uh, some of them I know are, are for the Green Rush, but a lot of them are doing it because they want to be a grower for I mean, some caregivers people, to provide that. So I try to tell people, like, when I was in California, main stuff, quality like that, stuff too. <laughs> you know, yeah, definitely. They've always had, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? The Northeast, yep. I mean, that's where Khalifa Kush came from, Massachusetts. Like, they've, oh, been, quality, they've been quality growers up there for years. You know, they just get forgotten about yep. because you're in a, a or small north. Or north. area, you know <laughs> what I mean? So it's like they keep things a little bit more private up there than we do down here in the big cities. But when I was in California, there would be some patients that I dealt with that, you know, I had a caretaker card and stuff like that. And, and I helped grow for people and I had particular strains that would be conducive for certain issues. And for some patients, I would tell them, like, what you're consuming is not enough. Like, you have to grow it for yourself. Yeah. You have to. You cannot afford it. You can't. You know what I mean? It's like some people with chronic pain can smoke, like, a half ounce a day or something like that. Or some people with oil. I've had um, Crohn's patients that did, like, more than two or three grams of oil a day. Wow. Who can afford that? That's ex- it's very so expensive. Afford that, and and then you know if even if you're like, well, give me the cheapest, then then now you're getting into, you know, lesser quality, bad, you know, just something that's not going to provide you. And now you're well, going to be smoking more of it. Which you isn't have good. to smoke more of it to get the same amount of percentage. Exactly. You know, and that's where things become sketch too. And it's like, well, maybe I have really bad pain. You know, like, you know, when I've gone to rec states and stuff like that, you know, I look around, and I'm like. What am I supposed to get? You know, things are like 16 to 21% THC. I'm like, well, I have to smoke all of this for it to even manage any of my pain throughout the day. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, it, it, be, it be, it's just becoming tricky, I feel like, you know. Well, that's why I think concentrates are really where it's at for certain ailments. I think Definitely. people can get by with 21%. THC, I think, like for uh, nausea and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and I think that'll like help and, and my, mild lingual. pain and, and some, you know, some uh, for sleeping and, and stuff like that as well. But I think for people with pain or people who are trying to get off of opiates or stuff like tra- you know tramadol too, anything like that, even the synthetic ones, stuff like that, I think would be is more beneficial for you to be dabbing because you're getting a way higher constant concentration. Now you're up into the 80s, 70s, yeah. 80s, yeah. 90s. 90s, or isolates and stuff like that. Well, now the diamonds, but then and, even and the, with, you know, with diamonds people and stuff like that, <laughs> you would more so recommend CBD and THC. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like you would want to have you know pure qualities of stuff, and it's like you should be able to know. You should be able to know what you're getting. You know, yeah. and it's just, that's the only thing that scares me about rec. I mean, I, I think rec should come because there's still a lot of people that are afraid. People are afraid to go on the DOH channel. People are afraid to go to medical doctors. I mean, I deal with counties all over the state. So I, I hear a lot of things where some doctors that are even on the list are not recommending cannabis and stuff like that. They're, um... They're afraid about dosing, so to consider to not have dosing information even to patients is just 
how how it's coming full circle is just crazy. You know? Yeah. At least in Pennsylvania, though, we will have on-staff doctors um, that are supposed to be... Well, they're called a pharmacist, but I know that they have, like, an on-site doctor that's supposed to work with them, too. Like, with your condition, the strains that they have, what is supposed to work best, what is supposed to give some recommendations and stuff like that. Right. So, that's good, and I, I hope that stays, but... I don't really know what we're going to do as far as packaging or labeling or what we're going to know or see. Yeah. You know, because if, you know, like you said, like how Maine has no packaging, same thing with Delaware. If you go to Delaware, you just get a bag sealed. You know. It's such a shame, you know, and then you have to go and rely on, on companies like Leafly to tell you that, but then you don't really know because that, is that, well, wait, was that the same seed or was that the same plant? Was that the same grower? Where was the this one grown? The amount of information that we're getting is minimal. Right. And that's the problem because it's like, okay, yeah, Gorilla Glue, you know, where did it come from? Which number? Who grew it, you know? Who grew it? You know, uh, how long is it, how old is it, you know? Uh, is it, you know, is... Have you got genetic testing? Is this, you know? is this CBN, is it starting to degrade in THC now and turn to CBN? Like, how long have you had this, you know, bud? So, you don't really know if you're getting that full 21 percent um when you look it up you know let's say something yeah. like that 21 percent is when they first tested it when they first cut it down so you already know by the time it's packaged and sits on the shelf for 24 hours it's already changed yeah probably by the time you get it too on the east coast because most of the time when you're getting it, it's not it's from the west you know so now it's probably down to 18 15 percent i mean i don't really know the depending de- on the packaging depending degradation on... or degrading um you know model scale yeah. uh, with with that i would like it can to be see rapid. that it can be rapid yeah you know and uh, again it's another thing you can track with uh the app <laughs> but uh if you want to if you want to actually do you can do all kinds of tests yeah. with stuff. see the other thing um when when i was in vegas at um mj bizcon uh, there was a company out there that actually has uh, hand tests for THC, so you could take any. But they they are they're coming out with another one for like edibles and concentrates and stuff. But it only goes to twenty percent. Hmm. But it would be important to know if something says twenty four percent and you test it and it's under twenty percent, then you kind of know the level of degradation that you have. And that's kind of what it's for, to kind of give people a better idea of exactly. You just take a little pinch, put it in a jar, put a drop in it, and it'll give you a color test to kind of give people a better idea. Because they're, you know, in Colorado, there's a gigantic need for that. There's a lot of people. In instant lab results is probably what somebody should be coming up with right now. Like, I think that hard. you have the time, but we have, we probably have the technology. Well, we might not have it now, but somebody will create the technology to be able to have a, a quicker result like you just said like you take take a, a nug or a piece of a nug and then you put it in this liquid that somebody creates and by the color of it it'll actually tell you the thc or something like this and this other liquid might tell you the cbd you know what i mean like you might have to get separate liquids or something like that yeah. i don't really know how it would yeah. work but you know what I mean? that would be, that'd be pretty cool because i if mean obviously a, if there's a chemistry major watching yeah, come, on, I mean, come on come on guys <laughs> I mean, I, I think it would be really cool, though, or it is cool that people are really taking the time to study terpenes and cannabinoids. Because when I hear uh, people in the medical field kind of like go kind of whatever about like the CBD and CBG and CBN and THCA and Delta and like they, they you know, people um, don't really 
They don't know, so they just dismiss it. Right. It's 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 kind of heartbreaking, you know, hearing hearing professionals say that, you know. But uh, it, it's good that when you have the right professionals, yeah, uh, who are studying cannabinoids and seeing what they're doing and, and studying terpenes specifically, that is awesome because they, that is now their field. That's their major. That's what they're that's specializing. So, in. That's so ahead of some people. That's the other thing too. I've realized so incredible. There's though. so many people that just become specialized in their field and they're comfortable in that area. And it's like we're talking about bosons and quantum physics to these people of things that they didn't even know existed. You know, we're like, oh, beta carfo and, and delta 9 THC and and delta CBD and, and you know, and we have like alpha um, deltas and um, all sorts of variants. You know what I mean? We thought there was like 400 compounds and now there's like a thousand. Yeah. You know, because it's like, Every THC, you have a delta, a THCA, and and then just THC by itself. You know what I mean? You have all the acids that it turns to. So you have you have hundreds of compounds that can turn into thousands of compounds. Yep. You know, under heat, light, radiation, moisture, humidity, and it's like you try to talk to these people and they dismiss it, and it's like you know i don't even know what to do there are some really good uh instant i'll call them instant chemists out there they have briefcases right so of different types of all isolates right so they literally have isolated terpenes from cannabis so they'll actually have isolated limonene and linalool and Carophylline and all, you know, piney. Yeah, and the mycine. My, mycine, you know, all that good stuff, right? They'll have a, all of that. And then they'll also have CBD, CBN, CBG, THC. They'll have all, it all. They'll yeah. have it, everything, right? And then they'll go around and ask you, like, what kind of high do you want? And they'll literally concoct you a cocktail yeah. of the right measurements to give you whatever you desire. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. That's what I love about breaking all those compounds down and being able to isolate that stuff and having that yeah. option and it's learning like, the cocktails. I could make almost you like feel making that a, way. you know, making a Manhattan at home. Now you're making a oh, you want to sleep the night away. Oh, we call this one, you know, night night. We call this one, you know, happy go lucky. We call this one watching a you know, watching a movie. Yeah. You know, kind of And you don't even need THC for that. No, no, you don't. Dude, I, we had, oh my God, it's so awesome. I get so excited when I get to tell people this because we had uh, Dr. Uh, Michelle Ross on the, the podcast and she's out in uh, Colorado. Okay. And she is one of those terpene scientists. Okay. She is talking about terpenes that literally the combination mimic THC. Yeah. That is awesome. I work, that's with, an, that's I work with true terpenes out in California and they have all isolated terps. Like of every terp that you can get, they have an isolated version of it, and it's just a raw terp. Some of them are toxic and stuff like that. Some of them you can't ingest. Some of them you have to vaporize and yeah. stuff like that. Um, and then they also have cannabis-derived terps, but it's just the terps from those strains. And if you just add CBN to it, you would feel like you know if you could you could get a sour diesel terp and CBN. And do a dab of it, 
and you'd be wrecked and you would swear that you smoked. Right. You know what I mean? And it's not, and it's just pain relieving, relaxing, anti-anxiety. Right. Exactly. And that's it. And you won't, you wouldn't get the paranoia out of it because that's usually what the THC brings out in some people. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot for me to start feeling that way. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I, my heart starts to beat faster and I'm like, oh, too, too much THC. <laughs> well, sometimes it's you your know. mind is just rambling. You yeah, know? that's so true. It's like, that's true. No one is beyond that. You know what I mean? Yeah. No one is beyond that, I don't think, with anything. So it's like I've had tons of people that sometimes it's just a situation or sometimes you're talking to something that just freaks somebody out or sometimes people just hear a noise, you know, but that's also part of the relieving effects of cannabis. Sometimes if you can fight through it and get past that, then you can get beyond some of the anxieties that you had, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, when I was, when I was 10 years old and I was smoking a blunt in the corner, the cops pulled up and... That's the sound of the brakes that I heard. So whenever they smoke, they get freaked out. It's like, yeah, but if you can just, instead of relie- instead of reliving that PTSD moment. <laughs> sure, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's where a lot of it can help people. But a lot of it is guidance and knowing. And it's important and the to right have strains. doctors. Yeah, strains. And it's important to have doctors and scientists behind us right now because people just... People are just not going to listen to homemade remedies and happy hippie methodology. Right. They're and, really, you and know, just because a strain works for me doesn't mean it's going to work for you. More than likely, it means it won't. You know, you know, just in a, and it can range from a bunch of different things of like, you know, race, weight, you know, your hydration. Your what did diet? you eat today? Your diet is one hundred percent involved. Yeah, in it, your you gut know? biome is is so important and especially on edibles and tinctures that's the one that that's the i've had the most negative results with patients with edibles and tinctures Mm. you know and that's the only thing that kind of scares me in pennsylvania you know you have people that are beginning with concentrates and it's like wow okay yeah do you but i mean in a way great too but but I it's really nice think because you could do smaller the option dosing, of but flour. We need the option of flour here. I'm a big proponent for microdosing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I really think, you know, because then other otherwise we're trying to maintain and we're, you know, our body is constantly going fluctuations and changes and stuff like that. So I think it's better, you know, if we just had small portable vapes or, or mm-hmm. some sort of, you know, under the tongue application. Yeah. You could just do small dosing that it was concentrated. You could just poop. Here's a couple milligrams instead of like, we're going to try to manage so many things and try to learn so many new things at the same time. And I think it's just going to be difficult. Yeah. And that's why, <coughs> excuse me, geez. And that's why when, when I keep saying the patient's are either the doctors or the chemists or the scientists in, in these case, cases. We're the ones in, in the in the basements and, you know, our bedrooms and stuff like that that are n- learning and knowing and, and been doing this stuff, you know, basically illegally, you know, and then, and then at least knowing that when the states that have progressed enough to be able to allow these testings, like now the cannabinoid breakdown and now the terpene breakdown, which is so very important, you know what I mean, um, that now... We have the we have the backing. We are now we have so much fuel. We have so much ammunition, and uh, it's what scares me is that I don't think we'll ever 
sometimes have enough ammunition nowadays to just give them because we didn't have that ammunition back when they can just say, oh, it's bad and it makes you go crazy and makes people and rape each release other. And just rat lab studies. They're like, oh, it messes with your brain. Yeah, it makes you stupid, um, you know, makes you retarded or whatever it, you know, whatever people wanted to say about it, you know, um, the scare tactics about it. And, and it's actually just ridiculous. So, you know, uh, it's just amazing how backwards our, we can be. You know, uh, cigarettes are awesome, and cigarettes kill so many people or a alcohol. year. You know, and actually cannabis has actually been shown to not really harm the lungs. Oh. Um, you know, yeah. as as long as you have a clean plant, as long depending on how I mean, you're smoking it. There's people that have smoked for 40 years yeah. that have healthier lungs than regular people that have never smoked that have smoked cannabis. Yeah. So it's like... I mean, if you just look at the cleansing effects of, of CBD, antiviral, antifungal, you know what I mean? And a lot of a lot of natural stuff grown would be naturally high in CBD. I mean, even if it's a 0.1%, as you're smoking it, your body is still getting it by weight. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's just going to be difficult for people to really try to understand that, like you said, when... when you know, people were in their basement and doing stuff all, all on their own. They knew exactly what ingredients, exactly how it was made, exactly where it came from, and we're losing a lot of that. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, because even the dispensaries, they are going to probably label it under whatever their stuff is, but it's still going to like come from one growing facility. Right. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, like exactly. we're losing a lot of that understanding, and it's like... Yeah, there's a lot of connection. It just keeps. It's like a breakdown. Yeah, you keep segmenting. It just there's more. And hand, cannabis you know. is very symbiotic. It's very symbiotic. So it's like the way that it's grown, how it's grown together, how it's going to be grown, is going to affect a lot of it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly, and that's why you need to <coughs> learn uh, yeah. how to grow it well. Yeah, and for specific needs. And That's why there are different strains. That there's a there's a whole point to different strains, you know, and different grow styles. You know what I mean? Like some people swear by the Dutch method and stuff like that. And sometimes you know, getting people are like, "Oh, that's for a, a higher yield and stuff like that." But it's like, no, but I get more tops, mm -hmm. and more tops equals a better consistency of THC through the through the whole thing. Right. So sometimes that's important consistency in your strain. You know what I mean? Like maybe I got sticky icky from you two weeks ago, but I got this sticky icky and it doesn't work. What's the difference? Is there a new lab test? You know, like you said, like instant lab testing. Yeah. You know, but it's like someone needs to come out with a pocket size chromatography or something like that. Well, they have the MyDX that, that does analyze... At least if it'll it'll catch chemicals or pesticides, I think. Yeah, that's a. But it might only it might actually do THC. I don't know because that's I so can't hard remember. to do. It's in a very expensive unit. We'll have to look yeah. it up again. I would really love to test that thing out so bad because yeah. that would actually really go along uh, with <clears throat> patients' lives. Yeah. But you know, therein lies another issue. It's expensive. Six hundred bucks. Expensive. You know. Yeah. 
So hopefully when the price And then comes what down. is it for each test? What does it cost for each test or each little, you know, sometimes <clears> it'll <throat> just be expensive just for the little, you know, the packet of chemicals to do the test or something like I that. I think it's just a straight up box. And you just put and, it in there and test uh, it. And there's like almost, it almost looks like a little mini scale, basically. And then it has like a, uh, like a Petri dish of some okay. sort of like a clear dish on it. And you put it in there and... <clears throat> Somehow it gets analyzed, and I can't remember how it analyzes it. But probably just heats it up in chromatography. Appar- yeah, or something. exactly. Apparently, so it's very accurate. So it'll actually read only a certain thing. That it's like <clears throat> programmed to read, I guess, major things. So I guess that it would read THC and it would read maybe CBD. Yeah, but that's it. That's the other thing. Like when when I was um, when I was out in Vegas, when I was <clears throat> talking to a lot of people. Um, so there's a lot of labs that are coming online that they've been done doing labs and, and they've done terpenes and stuff like that, but they're doing terpenes for the beauty industry and the cosmetic industry. <clears throat> you know, mm-hmm. they're taking like, you know, daffodils and, you know, getting, oh, I know. getting all of their scent out and taking <clears throat> white rose and lavender and getting all of those terpenes out. And what they're finding is they don't even know what to test for in cannabis. You know what I mean? There people are like, oh, there's... There's all this stuff and all that stuff in it. Yep. And it's like, depending on how you grow, you might not really see THC that much. Or if it was really fresh, like like if you're making a live resin, you're really not going to see much THCA because you're going to cut it fresh. It's not going to dry or anything. So it's like, there's so much to it. You know, it's like, you know, how do they create a test to look for stuff that they don't know what it is? You know, and that's kind of the interesting thing is because it's yeah. like CBGs, CBNs, um, they have different effects, you know, depending if you yeah. have, you know, if you have like really high pinene in some CBD strains that can give some people anxiety, it can go, give some people a lot of relieving ref- effects. So it's like you have to... Again, everybody's endocannabinoid system is different, you know, and that's... That's that's where another study needs to come in. I would love I would love to see a random study of different lifestyles of people, different diets, uh, types of jobs, stuff like that that use that use cannabis and and see and and literally test them all on the same strains and and then test them and see how it affects them. You might find a few people that hey yeah I I agree it yeah I felt really good it was really cool you know like oh yeah. it enhanced this and oh I enjoyed this or. Made me want to go for a run, you know. I've actually yeah. had that type of, of of oil before, not really a flower mm-hmm. yet, <laughs> but yeah. I think because it was such a high THC content in this particular uh, sativa oil that I got. Oh my god! All yeah. I, I literally I felt great. I went for a run. I went for like two miles, and I felt beautiful. It was like I was running to the beat of the music. Like it was just yeah, everything was connecting, and and I really didn't get out of breath and stuff like that. But then a lot of time I'll run a mile and be like, oh my god, yeah, oh, no, right? you know. So it's like it's it's so different how it actually really made my body connect as one in, in, in a sense, or really yeah. work as a more uh, and, you know, and that's really machine. why I stick with the CBD for right now. Um, and that's why I want to go to school, finish, you know, go and be in the doctor. I'm trying to finish the complimentary alternative yeah. thing out, um, go for a doctor and osteopathic to really try to understand how some of these systems can work, can interact. Why do we have adverse interactions and stuff like that? Um, but with the CBD, it's helpful because you limit the amount of interactions that you have. That's true. You know what I mean? And a lot of the ingredients that you see, even with the dog treats and stuff like that, or even with 
like pain rubs and pain sprays that I have. Very limited ingredients. You know what it is. I know where it's sourced from. They're all natural. They're all really good, high quality ingredients. So you immediately remove any negative possibilities. I mean, of course, you have tons of different issues with stuff. You know, yeah. I deal with people that are chemo. Some people with chronic pain are really susceptible to smells and stuff like that. So I have like huge ranges of smells of pain rubs to to change how some people have effects. Right. You know, but. And and to also be again clear for everybody uh, who who listens is uh, that your products are CBD. They're derived CBD from hemp. Only. Yeah, they're derived, they're derived from, from hemp. hemp. They're not actually derived from a female cannabis uh, plant. Correct. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. So some yeah. you know because so, you can get both C- from CBD yeah, extraction. Yeah. yeah. CBD, yeah I don't so, even have. Um, um, what people will call full spectrum, uh, right? Yeah, which I guess is you, so. You carry what uh, stock, so stock spectrum, only, right? Um, that- well, it would be. I mean, you can have isolated oils. Um, you can have some of your hemp oils. Okay. Um, if they're like cold pressed and stuff like that, they'll okay. like have, you know, and you can you can do filtration methods to get the THC out. Sure. I mean, THC is money to okay. people. So not they're not giving it away for free anymore either. Sure, yeah, of course. You know, so it's like if they're having a full spectrum oil, they're going to keep it and try to have it in their state if it's legal for them. Okay, you know, but most of my stuff is made from isolates except for the hemp oil to really remove any THC because some people are really sensitive to that stuff. Yeah, you know, if you put rubs on the bottom of your feet, like some people can get really messed up. <laughs> they have THC in them. Sure, yeah. You know, it's yeah, like, especially if you're a newcomer and you're not really used like to 70, having that. If you're 70 years old and your you're CB 118 pounds nah. and you're on your second round of chemo and you really don't eat that much and you don't drink that much and you just drink coffee three times a day, you're going to have a bad day. Yeah. You really yeah. are, you know. Yeah. So, and uh, where can... Uh, people find you uh what's your website all right so it's www.libertyinternationalcbd.com and i always say it backwards i always say liberty cb international everybody because er, liberty cbd kind of just rolls off the tongue yeah, right it does but um all right liberty international cbd and also you have an instagram yeah the instagram is liberty intl cbd i mean if you just look for uh liberty international liberty international cbd you'll find us and also you do also a lot on Facebook. of... Oh, yeah, that's right. Facebook. Yeah, Facebook, Liberty International CBD. <laughs> yeah. Or you can look me up, Francesco Haggerty. Um, you can look us up on LinkedIn, Liberty International CBD. Um, it has and, some of our information on there. And you also do... Uh, you go to a lot of uh, events where you set yes. up and you uh, bring a lot of uh, education to your pro- uh, with your products and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah. uh, what what's coming up next for you? Anything planned? So... Tomorrow I'll be in New York City in Harlem. Okay. Up um hundred and twenty second street. All right. Um I will be in uh, I will be at Chauncey's event. Oh yeah, Chauncey's cancer event. Chauncey's yes. cancer cancer event. event. Yep. Um when is that January sixth. This is it's gonna be great. Um cannot wait. Get your tickets if you have not got them yet. Yeah, definitely. Seriously, there are that. some left. Yeah, and there's some awesome giveaways. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some great raffle. Oh, come on, guys. Yeah. You, it's for a great cause. Definitely. BYO. Remember, yeah. BYO, please. Yes, please. Respect that. Yes, please respect that. <laughs> um, And I think January 13th, I'll be in Pittsburgh. Okay. 
um, at the Health and Wellness Fair. Awesome. Which was awesome when I went there, I think it was September maybe. Um, I think there was an expected 1,500 people come, and I think around three to 4,000 came. And then this time we got a bigger facility, and they're expecting 7,000 people to come. Wow. So it's going to be That's awesome, huge. man. And it's like there's going to be doctors there uh, talking about qualifications, where to get qualified. That's good for you, man. Um, PA safe access um, with Christy Billet. She's really awesome uh, out in Pittsburgh. And they have a company called PA Safe Access that they try to – because a lot of doctors are just trying to charge people for qualifications to come – because it's like your insurance isn't going to cover it. So to them, you know, so you're paying cash for a doctor's visit. And it's like, of course, they want to take your blood pressure and do everything to check you. And it's like, if they're not comfortable with giving a recommendation, yeah. then you're kind of out that money. That's true. So it's like trying to work with doctors that are doing that recommendation, that are understanding of cannabis, where to get it, what dispensaries are coming. Okay. Um, awesome. You can also find me on the ROC.us, the realm of caring. Okay. Um, I'm a listed practitioner on there that Beautiful. I work with the companies with there with like Elixinol as dosing information, um, 18,000 studies across the world from Spain, Israel about THC, CBD, all the compounds that we were talking about, how to, to interact to with people. That. Um, and as studies on, if you look up anything that you have, whether it be chronic pain, cancer, colitis, pain, epilepsy they have studies on it from somewhere okay you know and that's awesome that's crazy it really is because it's like you know i've been working with them for two years and it's like they've had studies i mean there's studies from like 90s yeah see you know, it's that, incredible that man. show like huge amounts of efficacy with people you yeah. know what i mean it's like okay with the with the base study we have a four percent change on placebo and with you know they would you know, compound H239, compound H40, you know, being like a CBD derivative or they would have like high THC to CBD, just CBD. Yeah. Um, you would see huge results in like the 70%. You know, it's like, like figure like brain chemicals like Klonopin and Xanax, right? They have a 6% effectiveness rate. Wow. 6%. And they're like one of the main prescribed drugs on the face of the earth. Yeah. So it's like, imagine you're looking at something that's 70% effective for people. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's amazing. Well, you're on a great fucking path, dude, and I I, I love it. I love right. it. I, I I commend what you're doing. It's good. One. I'm glad we can you know try to help and get some information out there to people, Definitely. and hopefully hopefully some people thing. will come and visit you at uh, libertyinternationalcbd.com. Uh, check his Instagram out as well, guys. Seriously. So um, thank you uh, for listening, and we'll be back uh, sometime shortly. And thank you, Frank, for uh, taking the time to come out. Brave in the traffic. Yeah. Philly traffic, man. Dealing with just Urgh. Philly anymore. All right. All right, guys. Later. Bye.